Hello, everybody. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is yawning. <laughs> Good boy. Good Welcome intro. to the Fetch Everyone podcast. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Fetch. The dog is. No dogs are harmed during the making of this podcast, people. But sometimes we really. It, the idea just goes through your head. There's no denying it. <laughs> anyway, fetcheveryone.com is a free website for runners, bikers, swimmers, and everyone else. Some websites put their best features behind the paywall. We don't. We're completely free and we're paid for by voluntary donations from happy users. So, like I said last week, I hope you're happy. Uh, I certainly am. We'll get on to that <laughs> in a bit. Don't forget to subscribe and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your comments, suggestions and whatever else. And I'm joined here by Katie. How are you doing? I'm here. Yeah? But how are you doing? <laughs> how am I doing? I'm good. Um, uh, we've had a good week, I think, training-wise, haven't we? We've been uh, extending our long runs. Um, I've been yoging a bit, swimming a bit, all of that stuff. Yeah, there's been a nice sort of feeling of a bit of spring in the air sort of finding that you're suddenly wearing too many layers to be out, so that's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, that's been nice. I've, I've gone up to nine miles on my long run this week, and you've gone a little bit further than that, haven't you? Yeah, I'm up on 11. It feels like I'm, I'm doing the base mileage at the moment, but just none of the speed work. So yeah. we've got, how many weeks is it? Five or six um, weeks till Sandy? It's the 7th of April. Yeah, so, yeah, it's five or six weeks, something it like is, that, isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So it just feels like a little bit of speed work needs to happen now because uh, we've been looking at our uh, targets. Mm. Um, for me, hitting 60% Wava is something that I can do reasonably okay at 5k and possibly at 10k, but as soon as you start getting higher on the distances, I've got virtually no chance, especially at the moment. We've looked it up, and my 60% uh, Wava would... I'd need to get 119 for the 10 miler, so under eight minute miling, which is mm. a bit of an ask at the moment. And Katie, you looked at yours, didn't you? Yeah, mine is 131.36, which is nine, 10 minute miling. And um, how's that feel? Yeah, it doesn't sound impossible, certainly for a shorter distance. <laughs> well, like what, a mile? <laughs> yes. But I think no, I think it could. I think it could happen if it's a really like everything just slots into place on the day. Um, but I haven't done any speed work. But I, the, the, I think the thing that I'm most pleased with this year is that I've managed to keep long runs going, and still do reasonably hard swim training. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've had a really tough swim week and a really sort of tough run week in one week so far but hopefully that will come yeah it feels like you've assimilated swimming into your into your week now which is nice but yeah so we're, we're both aiming towards sandy 10 we've both got the long runs pretty much sorted we both could do with doing a little bit more speed work yeah um, i need to get a little bit more practice at running sub eights um so i'm I'd like to try and throw in a few more of those for mm. during March now. Or maybe this week we could both go out and do some tempo or something. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Got that on on file now. Thank yeah. you. So we had some nice comments um, from users after the the, the um, podcast last week. Nella's asked for the sound levels to be increased. We have got to bear in mind that he is Brian Blessed, obviously. Um, so you know, loud is his middle name. Um, but actually, that led on to um, Sam Jelfs, who 
said something that none of us really understood, but we are going to try and put into practice. And he has explained it to he said, Ian. He said, I'd suggest running the audio through a compressor and maybe rolling some of the high frequencies off, normalised to minus two decibels before exporting it. Mm. So uh, if you can still hear us, then we tried to do that. Uh, let us know what the sound quality is like this week, folks. Hopefully it's a little bit improved. On a, on a subject that I understand a little bit more, Bint and Minardi were, were getting on to the Melbeck and um, Maz was suggesting to Bint, as a follow-up to her piece about um, fueling for, for running and, and such like, um, Maz was suggesting it wasn't Malbec's fault. And Arm also said that um, she should really look at getting rid of the halloumi wrap before deciding and getting rid of the Malbec as well. TB also listened to Bint's piece and was very reassured because she runs to HR a lot, to heart rate, and um, she sometimes worries that the pace for the given heart rate has plummeted, but obviously, given Vince's piece about running to effort rather than to an actual pace, she found that very reassuring, as I think lots of us did, in fact. As we all now know, easy is an effort, not a... Pace. Yes, Ian. Yeah. I, I've been wearing my heart rate monitor uh, quite consistently now for the last week and just gathering a little bit of a flavour of, of how I'm doing and it was nice that on the long run it started well below the sort of 70% threshold that you know you aim for on, on your sort of your easier runs or your longer runs um, there's a whole bunch of data about that at fetcheveron.com forward slash heart so come and check that out if you want to know a bit more about heart rate training and Cora says she might have a go at recording I say please do um, lots of voices is good it's what Fetch Everyone is all about we're not about um, people thinking that they're not good enough. We want everyone to think they're good enough to do this, and it's easy. Cora, we'd really love to hear about your cartwheeling arm finish at Rock Hill Park Run. It, it still sort of burned on my uh, my eyes when I, <laughs> when I closed them. It was amazing. You were like some kind of Bruce Lee of the running world, sort of karateing your way into the finish line. So we, we'd like to know how you've developed this style. And, and where you plan to take it next but you know, seriously we'd love to hear any yeah more voices more voices equals good Felicity suggested a forfeit for me involving zips we will come on to that later Trin is a plus one for Malbec always good to know and Northern Slow Coach more of a Prosecco person so if you're out with those guys you know what to get in the round um, how far has Kingfisher MV um, I have envy of his shed for his washing we saw a woodpecker we, we did out. see a woodpecker yeah, Katie did a fabulous impression of the woodpecker. Yeah, I'm not sharing that now, but um, <laughs> no, it was amazing. It was um, it was a beautiful. Oh, I forgot green, now. Lesser, no, no, green woodpecker, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, green woodpecker. Um, and it was in the tree, and we saw it, and then it just kind of flew down into the middle of the grass and just kind of showed itself off in all its glory, kind of both sides, and then flew off again. It was just, it was just yeah. wonderful to see. It Love seemed it. to say. I'm a woodpecker. <laughs> <laughs> no one is going to get that now. No one's going to get it no, now, no, but, no. but that'll always be something Okay, it will. Autumn Leaves doesn't know how to subscribe, Ian. How does somebody subscribe? I don't really know. Um, <laughs> it's, just something, it's just something you've got to say, isn't it? Um, but yeah, there's usually like some kind of subscribe button. When you search for podcasts, the, pe- the podcast page comes up on your whatever app you're using to search for podcasts is usually some kind of button that says favourite this or, you know, a heart symbol or a subscribe button. I think on iTunes it's a subscribe button. Um, but 
I'm not really sure. So um, let us know if well, you've worked yeah. it out. If um, you put it on, if you put it on fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast, how you found subscribing on the various um, things that we've got the podcast on? So iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, one, Mysterious, yeah. <laughs> um, and and let us know on the on the thread. Sort of put some little instructions on there. That would be really useful as well. Um, we had some really nice quotes that I've j- I literally just written, written down and I'm going to read one and Ian's going to read one. And Mandy Moo says, um, regarding the podcast, uh, I feel like I'm sitting down with friends when listening to the podcast, which is just lovely. And our runner says, the podcast feels like I'm sat in Fetch Towers having a brew, talking all things Fetch. <laughs> You've actually written taking all things Fetch. So... Is that a misprint on your part, or, or is someone just stealing our I stuff? Thought, no, I actually <laughs> thought I was copying and pasting these comments, so I okay, so hadn't maybe, noted that. Oh, Rana, have you been taking so all things fetch? Are you a cat burglar? Um, but no, in both of those, um, both of you are sitting down, so we'd like to also hear if you're listening to the podcast while you're out on your runs, and um, whether you can hear us, whether the volume is, yeah, is good is enough. We're, we'll try and sort it out this week. Um, but thanks, everybody. There's some really lovely comments. Just to say thank you for everybody for commenting and just generally being awesome. Um, we've got a competition this week. It's available on the site as well, so it's not specifically for the podcast listeners. But you can win an Innovate jacket worth a minimum of 90 quid. And all you've got to do is go to fetcheveryone.com forward slash win. And when you get there, you enter your email address. And you can also tick a little box that says Innovate can also have my email address. You don't have to do that for a a chance to win, Uh, but when I have the conversation in a couple of weeks' time that says to another company, can we have a prize to give away, if I can show that it really works for them as well as for you guys, then all the better. So uh, tick that box if you can, you know, if you understand how it all works. Um, I've also finished writing up the Volvic Volcanic Experience uh, blogs. Um, metronome and the duckinator went to um, central france at the end of january to uh, run around a a chain of uh, dormant volcanoes and um, so they sent us four thousand words of blogs and i've just been sort of piecing all that together and it was really nice to to sort of feel as though you were part of that experience just through reading it so you, you like can, editing as well, don't you? Yeah, do you? I do. Like, sort of, like I've got like one of those visors with yes. that you see people playing cards with, and editors in from the nineteen eighties. Mm-hmm. Put that on especially. Yeah. But the, it was really very cold. That was one of the sort of things that I took away from their blogs. Um, but the race is not until May. So, um, and I've looked at pictures of the area from that sort of time of year, and it looks absolutely beautiful. There's you know flowers and green stuff and all the sort of lovely mountainous things but they said it looked like Narnia at the moment. Um, so I've been making some updates to Conquer Size which is one of our GPS games. It's been around for a very long time now probably closing in on sort of eight or nine years I think. It's a game where the entire world has been broken up into little squares. Each one is about a mile square or at least they are Round about where I live, if you get close to like the North Pole or South Pole or basically further away from the equator, the zones start to get smaller because of the way I coded it, which is not something I thought of at the time, but that's kind of like just a feature of the game now. But every time you run through a zone, you get a couple of points and the person with the most points in that zone owns it and they have the right to name it. So we get all sorts of stupid names and 
challenge people challenging each other to take over. The one ownership. that smells of poo. No, really, it does. Apparently, yeah, is one of the names. Watford Wobble's been telling us about some of his uh, local uh, zone names. I think that names. was Fizz's one. That's Fizz's. That was Fizz's. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So, and it goes past the sewage works or something. Yes. Yeah. So we we love the creative names on the zones, but. Um, occasionally we get someone who's uploading their data but not really sort of joining in with the game so you get the occasional zone that's just unnamed zone so I've just made a little adjustment this week that if you've explored a zone that doesn't have a name you can then name it so long as you're the first one to get in there so just go and take a look at the game you can find that and lots of others at fetcheverone.com forward slash games so if you're a Sunto user, how are we pronouncing that? Sunto? Sunto? I just say Sunto. Yeah, yeah. If you're oh, a... Do I? Does I it sound know. right? You've never said it out loud. Sunto? Sunto. 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 We're going with Sunto. If you're Sunto. a Sunto user, mm. the, previously you've just got to jump through a couple of hoops to get your data onto Fetch. But there's hopefully something coming within the next week or so where you'll be able to do that automatically. So the people at Sunto have given me access to their sort of data um, API. So look out for that in the coming weeks. And um, give us a shout if you're a Sunto user and let us know how to pronounce it. And people can also look at your Fix It Friday blogs, can't they, to see everything that you've been doing. That's a good point, yeah. Every Friday... Um, mostly without fail, but with the occasional fail. Um, I just uh, blog about a list of all the stuff I've been doing on the site, stuff that I've fixed, stuff that I broke the previous week that I've fixed again, uh, features that I've added, little bits here and there that people have asked for. So it's a really good way to see um, just how much the site is changing every week. And if you've got any issues with the site or anything that you don't understand, it's a good starting point to come along and uh, leave us a comment about you know, how you're finding things. And on the forum this week, we've been having a little look at our favourite threads again. And um, I'm staying well away from the uh, hanging out the washing thread this week, having had a few things pointed out to me. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to talk about the when did you last give blood um, thread, which I like because I, I give blood as regularly as I can, quite often get kind of stopped in my tracks by something like a stupid virus or swollen lymph node or minor surgery, that sort of thing. But I really like the thread because it's full of people who go along, give blood and then get on with their training and it it really doesn't have too much of an impact really. Um, if you think your, your volume is replaced, I think within a couple of days um, and then all of the important cells that obviously you give away as well, they start to be replaced over the the following weeks and and actually you can get back to training and get on with it as long as you're careful on the day you can get back to training and swimming and running and all of those things quite quickly and actually you're training at a slight disadvantage because you are training with maybe fewer red blood cells any medical people if you want to come onto the thread and correct me on that one please do but as I understand it you're training slightly lacking in your red blood cells in particular uh, which does make the training a little bit harder, but in a way that's that's kind of a, a, a good experience as long as you don't push it too hard. Um, so yeah, that's another one for you to go and have a look at. And if you've considered giving blood, you're not giving blood, perhaps have a think about it because it really doesn't disrupt you too much. Yeah, just to skip back to the uh, mentioned heart rate training earlier, um, I've noticed that after I have given blood and I have lapsed a bit recently with my, my giving, your heart rate will be a little bit higher because it's having to work just that little bit harder because your blood can't 
carry the oxygen as as well because of the, the missing red blood cells. So yeah. you notice that you're working harder and you also can see when you're starting to get back to sort of normal again. So it's it's worth sort of seeing what sort of effect it has on you and, and thinking about that experience and thinking, yeah, I can cope with that for a week. So giving blood is awesome. I wanted to mention a couple of threads that I've been um, contributing to and enjoying this week. The first one is a thread called First Race, and people have just been posting their, their memories of their, their first ever racing experiences. Um, for a lot of us, that's uh, quite a while ago, and there was uh, I posted a nice picture of me running my first ever 10K at the Millennium Stadium in 2004, and it was just such a really lovely feeling. It's nice to look back at it every once in a while, um, and lots of other people were doing the same thing. Following on from that, um, the Ace Race Face, I think it's ARF um, in the in the forum. ARF, yeah, like the woodpecker. Yeah, yeah, the Ace Race Face thread. People, um, this is one thing that I think sets Fetch apart from uh, a lot of sites that try to glamorize running and make us all look like we're sort of chiselled perfection. People have been sharing their gurns, basically. If you've had, ever had one of those uh, race pictures where you think, my gosh, what's happened to my face? Is it actually coming off? Um, mm, mine tends to melt sort of downwards Yeah. in race photos. Yeah, I find like if they, they snap me lots, like, a, like five pictures over the course of mm. two seconds, mm. there's always one where like my body is just moving in an upward direction because I'm on the upward. Yeah. And then there's another one where my body's moving in a downward direction and that one's never quite so good. But the other one is when your body's moving in an upward direction but your face hasn't caught up, so your face is moving in the <laughs> downward direction. And that's yeah. not... No. Yeah. Not we good. don't all move in the same direction at the same time. I think that's an important thing mm. for us all to recognise. So the point is, is that we accept that none of us look at quite at our best when we're, we're captured by race photographers, but... Who cares, really? We're all out there doing it. Mm. Um, and if you're ever feeling a little bit body conscious, come and join us because we don't we don't give a monkey's really. Running mum of three boys always looks amazing. Yeah, there's the odd person always. who always looks... She's always know. on her bike. It doesn't matter if she's swimming, cycling, running. Smile, always a big smile, always looks amazing. Yeah, so yeah. The, the occasional person who always looks fabulous. But yes. for the rest of us, no. No, not really. And finally, as the, we're starting to see a few signs of spring, um, the sunflowers thread has started to raise its head again. And um, it's something that I joined in with last year. You just plant a couple of seeds uh, before the end of March and watch them grow. And, and it's really good fun. Everybody's doing a bit of trash talk about how tall their sunflowers are. Last year, I think I got mine got to about eight feet or something like that, and it was just really lovely to to watch them grow. Yeah. Got the boy involved. We got some in the garden. The Welsh lot um, got involved. Yeah, my family some. got involved, and they're going yeah. to do some more again this year. So, in fact, our road even got involved a little bit, didn't it? A couple of yeah. people from our road joined in. So, yeah. I, I gave some to my neighbour, and you know, she grew them as well. And it's just nice. So, spread a bit of happiness with a sunflower and come and join in with that thread. And this week we have a featured fetchy. We have TB who is going to talk us through her experience of going on a leadership in running fitness course, um, which is a one day course. And she did it just recently and she's done a nice little report on how that felt to do. Hello, fetchies. It's TB here, also known as Tamsin in real life. 
It's early Saturday morning and I'm sitting in the kitchen on my own, but I'm not about to go off to Park Run. I'm about to go off to a leadership in running fitness course. Now, why would I want to do that? Well, I've realised recently that I feel most fulfilled or I feel I'm the best version of me when I'm using my knowledge and experience to um, help other people. And I love running um, and I love running and helping people at the same time. I've got no interest in being a running coach. So I just thought I'd give this a go and see where it where, where it takes me. Um, and I'm also interested in doing some more coaching and mentoring in other parts of life as well. And, and this is seems like a, a natural first step for me. So I'm about to go off and get the train, and I might record some more thoughts when I finish the course and I've got home. So it's Monday morning and I've had a day or so since the course to think about things. Um, I really enjoyed the course as a whole. I thought the people from England Athletics were excellent. I really enjoyed the practical sessions, although I have to say it was absolutely terrifying when I was leading the drills. But I got some good feedback and some useful feedback. So I need to think about where I am now. Um, I did find that most of the people, well, a lot of people on the course were um, much more experienced than me and had already done quite a lot of run leading. So I did feel quite inexperienced compared to them. So I think what I need to do now is just get in touch with my club and some of the other local running groups and volunteer my services and gain a bit of experience and see where that takes me. So one foot, um, one step to the start of the journey, and then we'll see where we end up. Bye all. Well, that was nice. I think we've, we've probably all of us in our lifetime experienced some kind of course where we've had to stand up and do something in a practical sense, and it's been really daunting. Um, but it is always quite good for you to do those sorts of things, and um, really interesting to hear how TB got on with that. Um, we've actually both um, done that course as well. I think you did it, was it two years ago? Or? Oh, it's way, way longer ago than that. Way longer way ago. Way longer ago. Yes. Yeah, um, I, I think it was pre-2015. Okay. Um, and um, I think I, I just got offered a, a place on it by EA in, in return for doing a, like a write-up to just help them promote it a little bit. And yeah, it was, I, I'm not really good at leading groups of people particularly ones I've not met um but it was a it was a useful experience even though like I was cringing my head off at myself the whole way through and um from there I went back to my son's junior school and I put up a little poster saying um uh, I'd lead a couch to 5k group and we went through that process twice and I think we ended up with about nine people who managed to get all the way to their 5Ks and some of them are still running now. I think three or four of them are still running. So that's really nice to think that mm. what you've done has had a, a sort of permanent impact on some people. One or two of them are injured as well. So I hope I've not had a permanent impact <laughs> in that respect, but uh, I think they'd agree it's nothing to do with me and um, certainly they won't be able to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's awesome, and and certainly helping people is uh, thoroughly recommended. Yeah, I'm still running with the the two ladies, um, and sometimes a, a, a third lady who um, who I actually did my course in order to coach them. So I did the love course and then coached 
them through Couch to 5K and um, and we still run, but we run just socially now. And in March, I am taking on a slightly bigger challenge. I'm going to do a BTF Level 1, which is triathlon um, Level 1 coaching course, um, which also has a little bit of connection to the forfeit that we're going to talk about in a, in a bit. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm also nervous for exactly the same reasons that TB. I'm ex- expecting to get there and find all these totally racing snake triathletes and um and you know got all the kit and, and what bikes and power outputs and bars on their cars and yeah, <laughs> all that sort of stuff you got you got a head on your shoulders and i, and I don't know how i'm going to get my bike there because i've now got a tiny car and all of that stuff <laughs> could you ride it there or oh or, my god let, let's move on to that <laughs> yeah anyway let's let's move on to um well Oh. Bit of a tough weekend, really. <laughs> I don't know. It depends entirely on your perspective. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, it was yeah. the right result for what the game turned out to be, and what I mean by that is Wales deserved. Wales deserved to win. They played extraordinarily well, and England did not quite match them. So it was a little bit of a tough watch for me, but I, it was just so sweet to see how much it meant to. Uh, the Welsh squad, and they were so happy. The bit that sticks in my mind, because we, we didn't watch it live, we we went out and then came back and, and watched it on uh, recording. And so it was really late when we, we watched it. And the bit that I remember most was, I think there were about eight minutes left, and Katie came and sort of lay on my, with her head on my chest, and I could feel <laughs> just how much my heart was beating. Yeah. It was like doing Tenseness. speed work. Yeah. Um, because it was still really close at that point. It wasn't until like the last two minutes that we, we put enough of a gap in between us. Mm. Um, but I always get massively wound up over it all. And oh, I was just too. so, so pleased to get the result. And I thought the, the boys played really well. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um, we have heard uh, breaking news this morning from Silver Shadow that the, uh, the Lionesses um, in the ladies' Six Nations, actually did beat the Welsh team. So there's a, there's a little bit of a discussion about forfeits. I'm going to talk about my forfeit now because so when when uh, we uh, do, do, do no. I not get a chance to respond to that at all? Or? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you want to do that now? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I just wanted to say that um, well, if you're going to start sort of changing the rules after the event, that's, no, that's... I haven't changed the rules. I'm just sort of saying that you know breaking news. Yeah. That's happened. Yeah. I knew what I didn't suggest a rule change. I knew You blame Silver Shadow. She's the one on the thread. Well, i got to say that Silver Shadow is, is always one of those people who, in a room full of voices, will be the quiet voice who says the sensible thing that sometimes people don't want to hear, but it makes a lot of sense. For that reason... I'd be more than happy to do my forfeit because I think that it is totally right that women's sport should have the same sort of level of respect. Um, and attention. Yeah. Having said that, <laughs> <laughs> having said that, I, I do also think that um, it was a, to be expected. I think the, the England women have, are all on central contracts now, which is, I think, the first time any of the Six Nations women's teams have... have taken on a professional aspect to it Mm. um so i I would expect them to to win these games and i hope it leads to the other teams following Mm. suit so yeah that would be awesome 
And if we throw in other matches into it as well, then I'd just like to point out that the Welsh under-20s beat the English under-20s. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. but I'll, I'll still do it. I'll still do my forfeit soon. Okay. And, and the forfeit that came to me while I was swimming this morning, and I can't believe we haven't thought of it, because there were various ones thrown into the equation. One was camping, which is a good one, because I am a very kind of, well, as we all know, don't mention the zips. And the other thing I think was mentioned was various me wearing various bits of Welsh wear, so a Welsh top, a daffodil hat, sheep singing costume. the Welsh national anthem. Uh, sheep costume has not been mentioned, actually. That's just one of your things. But um, I don't mind wearing any Welsh stuff because I, I've been and supported Wales at Principality Stadium a few times now, and I'm always happy to wear my Welsh shirt, especially when we're on the valley train. <laughs> <laughs> just for safety just for safety um and so that's not much of a forfeit for me i don't feel the camping one is a forfeit but there is no way on earth that's going to happen anytime soon certainly not this time of the year so i feel like it should be more immediate than that but a similar level of dread and i so- think you expressed that quite forcefully even more forcefully <laughs> when, it, when it was first suggested i'm not in doing that <laughs> yeah um but the thing that I do really dread and I actually do need to get on top of is cycling. I, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm so nervous on a bike. I'm so tense. I'm probably much more likely to fall off because of that. I'm really scared that I'm going to fall off. So cycling, um, we're going to go this Wednesday is the plan. Um, we're going to get our bikes into ship shape order and we're going to try and do... No, 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 Katie. We are going to do a bike ride out to um, a cafe somewhere, eat something nice, drink something nice and cycle back again. That's this Wednesday. So that's when I'm going to be doing my forfeit and, um, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous, but I'll, you know, give it all I can. Yeah, it, it's not as if you haven't been able to do that before. It's, and I don't think I'll have to sort of drug you and throw you on the back of my bike <laughs> in order to get you out there, but... Um, no, it's it's just a silly fear that has escalated. I had a couple of falls, I think. I got more nervous because of those falls. Um, I do worry about injuring my arms in particular because it's pretty pivotal to me doing my job and I'm self-employed. So it's just one of those things that... And, and people passing me, cars passing me, metal bits on the road, slightly wet, bit windy. Potholes. Anything. Yeah. Rabbits, squirrels. I'm not curves. trying to build it up into it being a bigger deal than it is, but I, I genuinely am quite scared of doing it. So yeah, so we may do a little bit of sort of outside broadcasting during the week, and we'll uh, we'll include that in next week's podcast. If you've got any advice for Katie, by the way, on overcoming cycling fears, then do let us know on the podcast thread this week. That's fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast. So that's it for this week. Don't forget to subscribe, you lovely people. Send your audio contributions to podcast at fetcheveryone.com and visit fetcheveryone.com forward slash podcast with your comments, questions and suggestions. Have a lovely week and we'll see you next time. Bye.